0: eyewear that's always in focus. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Nico Aydin, co-founder and CEO of Pixie Ray. Welcome Nico.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Of course, Pixie Ray is a new company. How did it start and what's your mission?
1: Yeah, we've been working on optics and different wearable Products like virtual reality, open reality glasses for a while. And uh, we've been always working our way around glasses. And earlier this year, we, we kind of we realized that, that instead of working your way around glasses, you can actually build functionality into the glasses that, that would avoid having to work around but being able to integrate the glasses into products. And then we started looking at the glasses market in general. And, and then we realized that, that there hasn't been much technology development in the field at all, actually. So we're still using the static, pretty basic glasses, fixed focus glasses, so to say. And there is actually technology out there today that you can make lenses that can adjust. You can integrate technology that can detect distances. And that's already fairly small. So the bits and pieces exist. And then, and then we realized that you could actually now build glasses that are much more intelligent than the existing glasses, and that's that's just how we got started.
0: How are traditional glasses a mechanical and optical compromise, and what are adaptive glasses?
1: Yeah, so the traditional glasses, they basically, they, they correct for the worst case in, in, in a person's vision, right? So you have your prescription, and you might be farsighted or nearsighted, and that's basically the basic res- pre- prescription you have, and then you rely on your own eyes to, to fix the rest and, and just kind of uh, manage manage with what you have. And if you compare that to auto-focus glasses, really the the other end of the spectrum, they actually dynamically continuously adjust for the need that your eyes might have for the specific task. Let's say you're working or reading reading from a laptop screen. So you might have a prescription for that use case, or if you're trying to see far, you have that prescription And, and the glasses would change according to the context. So that's really the difference instead of a static prescription into a more dynamic prescription.
0: I could use that today. In early iterations of the product, what actual function will adaptive glasses perform?
1: Well, I mean, the most simple one is, is obviously uh, turning on the reading functionality. So, people have multifocals, for example, that, that try to cater for the problem. So, you have the upper side or the upper end of, of your glasses, they provide you far sight. And then, if you look downwards, you, you can actually read things, but they provide a very narrow tunnel. And then you're, actually your vision is very limited of, of what is the exact area that you can actually read with. That's kind of, so it's, it's, it's you, you have to get really used to those type of glasses and, and they are still not optimal. So with, with, with our kind of reading technology, the glasses switch, so the complete, completely the whole area switches into a reading functionality when you're actually reading. And otherwise you can have a prescription, for example, to, to, to help you see further away, the minus or the, the myopic lenses, so to say.
0: What technologies have to converge to make a product like adaptive eyewear?
1: There are three building blocks, actually, that you need to do. The one is, is, of course, you have to have a lens technology that you can actually adapt on the fly with some electric form of control. There are a couple of technologies out there. There's liquid crystal. There is lenses that, that you can actually change in shape and so forth. So quite a few technologies out there. Then you need to be able to detect the distance where where you're looking at. And then you actually need to understand where a person is looking at also kind of uh, from from a gaze perspective. So you have to detect from the glasses towards the object and you have to detect where your eyes actually looking at in the glasses as well. So those three things, gaze tracking, distance detection and adaptive lenses.
0: So I think one of the big challenges we've seen with um, even Google, as far back as Google Glasses, is basically uh, what we're used to, right? So how will yeah. form factor and style of traditional glasses have to change to incorporate adaptive technologies?
1: Well, that's a r- really good question. And, and we've been working, as I said previously, on, on eyewear. And, and that's something we definitely want to avoid. So we want to hit the same exact same form factor that exists today. So... If you would be wearing our glasses, really the target is that nobody would be able to recognize that you're wearing somehow special glasses or you would have some electronics embedded. And if you think about the miniaturization of electronics, let's say, I think the, 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 the Apple, Apple AirPods, I think they are a great example of, of kind of how tiny you, you can squeeze it. They have a battery, they have the electronics, they have everything. And then that end piece where you have everything it's, it's bigger than your temples currently on the glasses that you're wearing. So, so there's, there's been quite a lot of progress on, on miniaturizing electronics and, and also batteries. And, and the existing stuff that we have today is enough.
0: Are we going to integrate these into any other personal tech or wearables?
1: That's a really good question. We are focusing only on glasses first, just to keep the problem fairly simple or kind of straightforward not necessarily simple, but easy, easy to fix and, and focus on. But once you have this technology, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's very straightforward that you could use them in, for example, smart glasses. Smart glasses, if you are a glass user, you can't use them. If you don't have glasses, why would you want to wear glasses in the first place? So having smart glasses that could actually correct for your vision as well makes a lot of sense. But then welding helmets, for example, or skiing, goggles, diving, masks, so and so forth. Everything that has been designed around eyewear could actually benefit from, from technology like this.
0: What's your timetable for development and availability for the first models?
1: We, we hope that we can really show a pretty neat prototype at some point next year. And then we're aiming for the first product to the market around two, 2023. So two 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 and a half years from now.
0: As a vision impaired person myself, I am ready for for this new technology. So um, thank you so much for working on it. And if somebody wants to connect with you, maybe they wanna follow the progress, uh, what's the best way they can do that?
1: I think the best way is still to check out pixieray.com and and we have links to our Instagram and and Twitter feeds there as well.
0: Nico Iden, co-founder and CEO of Pixie Ray. Thanks for joining us, Nico. Thanks. And you can find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on ZDNet, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.